You are listening to the Rimmel for Lunch podcast. What's up, everybody? Back again with another episode of Remy for Lunch. And um, it's a beautiful Friday morning. I'm grateful to be here with you again. Thank you all so much for uh, listening, taking the time out to listen. Thank you all for supporting. And we're back again with another episode. Um, It's just amazing how God loves us. And how he is faithful to us, even in situations where we're not as faithful as we should be. God is still faithful. And we just thank him. So today, I'm just going to be having a discussion about some things that I'm noticing. Uh, Oops. Some things that I've noticed uh, around the world when it comes to um, the conversation of faith, the conversation of faith in God, the conversation of faith in Christ Jesus, who, according to the scriptures, if we study the scriptures, Christ is God in flesh. (sighs) He's the representative of God in flesh, uh, 100% deity. 100% mankind as well. Yeah, so uh, let me let me place this disclaimer right here before (laughs) before we move forward. Uh, Apparently, there's some type of construction going on outside, and uh, yeah, it's super loud. So if you hear a couple of boom booms or bangs or whatever, (laughs) that's just it's just a construction going on outside. All right. Now, uh, back to the conversation. So, um, there are so many, so many things that the Lord Jesus Christ said, um, and so much, uh, so much affirmation in what he said and the things that he did to show us that uh, he is the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the anointed one of God, the Messiah. And, um, you know, we could have debates and things of that nature. But the the bottom line for me um, comes in the form of a scripture, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Galatians, where Paul described Christ. Uh, when he talked about Christ, he talked about um, Christ being uh, the creator of the world, and he also talked about the world being created by him and for him. Um, he also talked about how Christ was uh, the express image of the invisible God. Um, and, you know, like I said, we can debate it all day, but the bottom line is when you see Christ, according to the scripture, according to uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, according to Christ himself, when he said, I and my father are one, according to the scriptures, when you're looking at Christ, you're looking at God. Uh, God had to represent, he had to put on a 
um, a, a human form to do what needed to be done with Calvary, with redeeming mankind. And we thank God for it. We thank God for it. Um, so, excuse me, today's, um, today's society now is just, uh, I, I don't know what, I don't know what term I want to use for it. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's a mess or I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that it's confusing. Uh, I, I don't, I don't really have an appropriate word for it, uh, to be honest, but in today's society, there are, and there is a strong, uh, I'll just, I, th th this will work right here. There is a strong attack. I'll use that word. There's a strong attack on your belief on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ or the God of the Bible. And, uh, when I say the God of the Bible, because there's so many, there's just so many conversations today. Like it's just so many discussions today. Uh, you have your, uh, you have the, the, the racial view where you have people saying, um, you know, the, 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 Caucasian man or the white man used Jesus um, to to enslave uh, blacks to uh, to manipulate black people into believing into a white Jesus and in the whole nine you have that view then you have the view of those you know of course you know you know you know where the scientists and all of that you know you know where they stand you they got Darwin and the, you know the whole scientific thing um, and then you have those that are, are of the agnostic or the atheist the atheistic thought process where they they say that there is no god but uh, we'll leave we'll leave that be cuz i don't i don't even understand how you can say that something doesn't exist without having a concept of it uh, you know what i mean so that discussion is 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 interesting too it's just so many views and then you have your view where people are just saying you know you know, some folks are just like, hey, Jesus Christ wasn't who we thought he was. Uh, <laughs> some of some the thought process that Jesus Christ was just ordinary guy uh, walking around the earth. Uh, he was a, a prophet, you know, things of that nature. So it's a lot. Um, and when I say it's a lot, it is a lot of discussions to discredit this this faith or this thing that we've come to know and love from the scriptures. Now, when I say the God of the Bible, I'm not describing uh, popular Christianity or Western Christianity. And we have to specify that. Okay. We have to specify that. Today's, um, today's interpretation of Christ, Western culture's interpretation of Christ there are some things that we uh, that that we've gotten wrong. There are some things that we don't, you know, that that we haven't researched, that we don't understand, and we just, you know, we just out here just, you know, because it's a it's a popular thought process, and we've been told it and taught it for however long. We're just gonna roll with it, right? But unfortunately, we can't just roll with anything that we see or that we we've been taught. We've got to be able 
to uh, what does the Bible say? Rightly divide the word of truth. You've got to be able to do that. That's something that you should do and should endeavor to do as a student of the word. Um, so um, the issue the issue for me, um, one of the major issues for me is this is this is this is a big problem. It's producing uh, a a crisis of some sort. Uh, because if, if we can't, if we can't believe on a savior, um, of course, then we have also your new agers They're, they're, you know, they're of a, of a thought process that, that teaches and believes that we're in, we have the ability or the power to save ourselves. We have, we are gods, you know, our God power is within us already and we're able to do this. Uh, for ourselves, uh, we don't need a savior, you know, you could save yourself and things of that nature. And as I said before, the problem with it, problem with the whole thought process is that how, who is, who, who's saving us from sin or the results of sin? Because you, you, these are immutable, these are immutable facts. Like these are facts. There is evil in the world. That's one immutable fact. There's evil in the world. Where did the evil come from? If we were to take the conversation of the Bible out, out, out of the out of out of the whole contextual uh, discussion about uh, good versus evil and all of that, where 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 would evil come from? If we don't use the explanation that, or if we don't use the truth of the Word of God, where is he, where does evil come from? Do people just you know we just wake up evil? Evil had to come from somewhere too, just like um, light and healing and and good in the kingdom of light. Uh, you've got to understand that there is a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. That's the bigger picture. Um, and the you know the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You've got two kingdoms warring against each other, and these two kingdoms are looking for human hosts. To use to further their agenda in the earth. And, you know, to some they'll say that's just, that's spooky, that's foolishness, I don't believe in that. Um, but you've got to, you, you, that, that's, that would be my first question. Where, where did evil come from then? You know, if God is in everyone and we all have the capacity to be uh, God and to do everything that we need to do to better our lives, or if God is already in us, then... Where does evil come from? Are, is, are, are people the God of evil? You know, these are just discussions. It's just questions. And I, I, as I said before, we've got a real crisis here because we have people trying to God shame or Jesus shame uh, Christians, you know, trying to make them feel like they are <laughs> trying to make them feel like they're uh, ignorant, try to make them feel like they're, you know, they're mindless sheep or whatever. Um, you know, the whole stay woke movement, you know, stay woke, stay woke, you know, and uh, it's a lot. We have a crisis. We have a faith crisis because in today's society, 
everything operates um, by sight. Everything operates by senses. Everything operates by what you can see. And so when you have the discussion of God and you're talking about uh, a God that you can't see with your natural eye, uh, then, you know, it's like, no, that, that, that's not, that's not, he's not real. But the students of scripture and those that walk the walk of faith understand that, of course, you know, Second Corinthians 5 and 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking by faith means walking uh, in the in the in the in the expectancy of, of, of a God that maybe that that no, we can't see him, but we can see what his abilities can do in the earth. Um, and, and so, you know, it's a, it's an issue. It's an issue. That's why I tell people, if you're, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer, or if you're, um, if you're on the fence or whatever the case may be, I tell people all of the time, read Hebrews 11. You need to read John chapter one. In fact, you need to read the whole book of John and you need to read Hebrews 11. These places will give you uh, uh, your 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 found your faith foundation to finding out what it is that we believe. And 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 I, I preached on this. Well, uh, I taught on this a couple a couple Sundays back at uh, Mount Olive Number Two. Listen, people trip me out because they say that they don't understand the whole faith thing, but people actually operate in a level of faith every day and they don't realize it. Like, um, one of the examples I gave was, um, utilize it using your vehicle, using your automobile. Like seriously, you'll get in your car, um, and you'll take your key and stick it in the ignition or, um, uh, for the fancy folks, those of you that have, um, <clears throat> those of you that have keyless, uh, keyless start, you know, the, uh, the push button start, you know, on the remote, all of this, you tap that keychain or you put the key in ignition, whichever one, whichever one you're working with. And because the manufacturer promised you by way of a guarantee that your car would start or that, um, that your your vehicle would turn on if you stick the key in the ignition. Now you can't see none of them, none of them wires. Half of us not mechanics, half of us not electricians. We don't understand schematics and things of that nature. Half of us, in fact, none of us really do. The only people that do would be the mechanics and of course the people that actually make the cars. So if Ford tells you, I'll use Ford in this example, is if if the Ford company that makes Ford cars tells you that you can push this button and your car crank up or if they tell you that uh you stick your key in the ignition and you turn it and your car is going to start people operate in faith every day we we ain't read, we ain't check no we ain't check no schematics we ain't looked in no we we don't see no wires we don't know what what ignition sparked this and that starts this all we know is when i stick this key in this ignition guess what my car going to start. I believe what was promised to me. And it's crazy because you, you, 
people operate in faith on a daily day-to-day basis. In faith in an automobile, faith in a manufacturer, faith in a job. Y'all, y'all, okay, y'all, folks ain't go, like I said, folks not gonna be real. You go to a job, they promise you that they're gonna pay you a certain amount of money per hour for the position that you work. They say you're gonna get paid weekly or bi-weekly, right? They say that you're gonna get paid this amount. You don't know these folks that sign your checks. You don't know the HR department like that. You don't know these people personally. You don't even know the executive, the, the, the chief executive officer or the COO. You don't know the boss. You don't know the president. You don't know them folks. But you know that you were promised by way of a, a job offer, by way of a contractual agreement that they said they going to pay you. Right? You going to pay me my money this for this amount. And so what we do, we sign on the dotted line, we accept the job position, and we work our job. And we wait in expectancy or we look forward to getting paid. If I don't get paid or if we don't get paid at the allotted time frame when we're supposed to, then we have a problem. Why? Because you did not do what I, you didn't fulfill what you promised. You told me... You told me you was going to pay me, and you told me how much you was going to pay me. And you know how we are. We looking at check stubs and the whole nine. Double checking. Hey, let's just, you might as well say, it, say amen. We be double checking how much taxes came out. How much was the gross pay? How much was the net pay? Was my overtime on my check? Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, we... we <laughs> There, every day there's a level of expectancy and faith every human being lives in. And it's crazy because when it comes to the Lord, it's a problem. It's like it's a problem. We, 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 I can't believe in a God that I, I, I can't see. I can't believe in a God that I don't know. But there are things that you do on a daily basis. <laughs> Let me sip this coffee, man. So it's just it's just interesting to me um, because a lot of times we are um, trying to use the guise of not being able to see God as a way to not believe God. But um, there are a lot of things around us that we don't fully understand, but we believe it. Because really, what what makes up the process of faith? The process of faith, uh, in my humble guesstimation, or my humble uh, synopsis, the, the what makes up the process of faith is, number one, a promise. Okay? And I'm just throwing it out. I hadn't even gotten into what I really want to talk about, but I'm just going to throw this out here, okay? Uh, this bonus, whatever. Uh, what, what makes up the construct of faith, you got to have first a promise. Okay, there has to be some type of a promise, something that someone has promised me or you or whoever. Uh, there has to be some type of promise because that promise then leads to the second component. The second component is uh, uh, expectation. You made a promise to me. All right. So because you made that promise, I'm expecting you to come through on your promise. 
I, I, I hope y'all catching this. The, it, 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 you promised me, and, and we'll use the example I just used. You promised me a job and you promised me pay. So my expectation is I'm going to work this job because I expect you to pay me for the job that I work. With the amount of money that you promised me I would make, my expectation is going to uh, is going to be for the amount of money that you promised me. So faith and a, a promise and an expectation equals faith. There it is. There it is. It's it, and and it's simple, but it's not simple to those who. Um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's not simple to those that want to find the issue with believing in God. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not trying to offend nobody, but I just want to have a conversation about this because. We're definitely in a faith crisis. Like, this is a real deal crisis. People are really, and, and, and even those that believe, don't, that, 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 um, you know, believed on God and believed on God since childhood, a lot of them walking away from the faith. Now, I understand, um, you know, wanting to walk away um, because you felt like you were forced. I grew up in church, so I know what it's like to be, uh, to, to be raised in church and taught uh, the things of God. And I know what it's like to be confused. There was a time where I, I remember telling my dad, love my pop. I remember telling my dad, hey, I don't even know if I really want to do this. Like, I mean, I mean, I, living for God and still dealing with the same struggles and, you know, Run around here looking crazy and all this here. Why? Why would I even want to do it? I want to live like I want to live. I remember telling my dad that my dad was not trying to hear that. In fact, he had a full fledged prayer meeting. We was in the car. He was taking me somewhere one day, and he started praying. <laughs> he started praying for me. He didn't want to hear that. And I'm glad that he did pray for me. But um, we we really we really have an issue here. And um, as I as I've been praying, as I've been seeking the Lord, as I've been um, studying, um, it's just just some things that that were drawn out to me from the Word of God um, concerning this this conversation of faith. You know what I mean? Um, there's there's a verse uh, in the Scripture that. Um, we we know and we're familiar with, but there are some things that, uh, as I read, you know, it's a it's a very common, commonly used uh, scripture, uh, and it's a foundational scripture too. Uh, but I I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna you know talk about it, and there's some things that the Lord showed me uh, within it that was actually quite quite interesting. Uh, what's that scripture? Romans uh, ten and seventeen. Uh, <laughs> glory to God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. One more time. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So, <clears throat> with that being said, that scripture right there, it says, if faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord, that means that the level of faith or the health, the 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 stability or the health of your faith really comes from healthy hearing. 
healthy faith comes from healthy hearing because watch this um we hear a lot of stuff we hear stuff every day all right so let's talk about this there there are two uh there are two components to effective hearing there are two components to effective hearing and when i say effective i mean effective hearing because you and i both know uh we all know that um sometimes conversations and things that we hear can go in one ear and out of the other this is why i said effective hearing because <laughs> come on y'all let's just be for real you ever you ever been in a conversation i know i have you ever been in a conversation with someone and you'll be listening to them talk and you'll be engaged until they get to talking about something you're not really interested in or when you're ready to end the conversation and they still talking or you just didn't want to engage in the conversation at all but you kind of got cornered or hemmed up what you doing <laughs> it's going in one ear and out of the other and the majority of the time um you know okay so i'm gonna talk about myself i can't talk about nobody else me personally um i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> if if the conversation is one that i'm not engaged in or if it's a conversation where uh i've kind of tuned out let me use that word um my go-to phrase my go-to phrase is wow or that's crazy <laughs> because, and i'm sure everybody has i'm sure everybody has their go-to phrase wow oh man you know that's crazy um whoa for real whoa you know everybody has a go-to phrase but the point that i'm making is effective hearing is uh is different than just hearing because we hear stuff all the time right but effective hearing means what uh, something that is actually having an impact to you know something that's actually having it you know, that that i'm actually paying attention to and so um, there, there, watch this. There are two components to effective hearing. Hear me out. There are two components to effective hearing. Number one, you have to have a voice. Okay. Uh, you can't hear anything if there's no sound. You can't hear anything. You can't hear what's going on without a voice. There has to be a voice. Someone has to be speaking, talking. Uh, there has to be an orator. There has to be a voice. And the second thing, uh, second component to effective hearing is this big old, it's not even a big word, but when we get done with the discussion, you'll actually see how big this word, how much weight this word really has. The second component to effective hearing, influence. Influence. Hmm. See, if you if if you pay close if you pay close attention, everything around us really has a voice. Like everything around us. If if we're to be honest and if we just pay attention to everything that's happening around us, everything around us has a voice. Entertainment has a voice. Social media has a voice. 
uh, circumstances, situations, they have a voice. The news has a voice. Your family has a voice. There are so many things around us that are talking. You know, social media is talking to you about something. Uh, entertainment, celebrity, fashion, all of that is talking to you about something. The, 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 the circumstances that you're in, the situations that you're in, everything around us has a voice of some sort. There, 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 there's something happening around us that is talking to us in some way or some form this, this this is why this is why the fashion world is the way that it is this is why the entertainment world is the way that it is this is why it has so much weight or uh, what's that word influence because we see it on a tv show or we see it on uh, a, a website or we see it on a social media site and immediately that trend talks to us as a generation or us as a people or us as um or us as individuals we see a certain outfit we see a certain uh, a certain style we hear about a certain uh we hear about a a, a certain tech uh even technology is has a voice we hear about a certain tech breakthrough i remember i'm just gonna throw this out here i remember when i didn't even want an iphone you know what i mean i i was i was happy with droid i like droid i didn't understand iphones one button who uses one button you know who, what kind of phone has one button you know this was years ago you know it's like why would i you know what, what, what's up with the iphone like why would i even you know Everybody want these iPhones. I was like, for iPhones too expensive, and 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 and, and Apple this and da 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 da. And over time, look at me now. Like everything in my house is made by Apple. Everything, Mac Mini, MacBook, iPad, iPhone. Everything I got in my house now is made by Apple. It's an I something. You know what I'm saying? Because. Tech has a voice. Like like these things have a voice. Trends have a voice. Now I'll you know not to be rude, but I don't think I'll ever go back to a droid phone. I, let's just say I wouldn't want to. Uh, just being for real, I just can't. I, I don't know. I just can't see myself doing it. But that goes to show you a voice and influence. These two things, like like these two things, really, really, really can influence and and and. and the, the the bottom line is no matter how loud or consistent a voice is without influence that voice cannot impact a person's hearing I hope you heard what I said it don't matter how loud a voice is don't matter how how prominent a voice is it doesn't matter how uh, how you know, how consistent a voice is, it doesn't matter how how big somebody's voice is, whatever. If the voice doesn't have the amount of influence or the right amount of influence, it won't impact your life. This is why this is why you you have you have categories of influence. You have good influences, you have bad influences. Why? Because those influences um, start out with a voice first 
Right? Remember growing up? Mama's like, I don't want you hanging around them. Why? Because he a bad influence. You like, this my homeboy. Like, why why, why, why do you think he's a bad influence? And, you, you know, mama's already always know. You know, the discernment on women already is on 10 as it is. So, you know, mama's like, I don't like you hanging with him. He not headed in the right direction. He a bad influence. He was like, bro, we just be like, we just friends. We just be cooling, mama. You, you tripping. And the whole time, your mom is seeing that his influence and his voice in your life could lead you in directions that you don't need to go. Influence, bad influences, good influences. We can go up. We can talk about this all day because social media has a voice and it has an influence. <laughs> Right, uh, relationships have a voice and have an influence. Lord, I, 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 you know, this is, I know, I know, I know. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about and hearing about Will Smith and Chris Rock and all that. I'm tired of it too. But just look at that. I just want to give that example to what I'm talking about. Look at it. You know, Will Smith and Jada was relationship goals some years ago, and then all that situation happened, and now look where we at. Okay, and then after what transpired, everybody's like, I, I agree, I disagree, whatever the case may be. Look at what has happened. Their relationship had a voice and that, that voice and that relationship influenced us for years. Everybody wanted to be Jada and Will. And now look where we at. Look, now look at what, what that relationship Goal situation has led to And now look at what's happening And look at the influence Half of us is like We should have did it cause whatever And then the other half was like Nah bro It's not classy It wasn't smart And it could affect your legacy Influence <laughs> Will did it For some reason Anyway Anyway That's not my discussion But I'm just saying Like Influence. You have good influences, you have bad influence. And these are the components to effective hearing. You have to have a voice and you have to have influence. The, the voice in your life or the voices in your life will not impact your life if they don't have influence. And here is the major issue to the believer. Now we're going to bring this home to us. Here's the major issue with the believer, because the believer uh, has to uh, not just uh, know the, or, or hear what God is saying, but the influence of what God is saying, the influence of God in your life. What is influence? Uh, the influence uh, influences the, the capacity or the effect of or the capacity to have an effect on a person's character or uh, to the capacity to have an effect on a person's behavior or, um, uh, or the other definition is uh, influence, a person or thing with the capacity or power to have an effect on someone or something. So influence by definition is the thing that actually that that actually has the ability to affect the way that you are characterized the way that you are in development and the way that you are in behavior 
So when we're talking about influence or influencers, we're not just throwing around a fancy word here. We're talking about something very serious because if you're not influenced by the right things, then you won't develop the right type of character. You won't develop the right kind of behaviors. <clears throat> influence uh, is more powerful than you will. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can't effectively hear the word. I'm bringing it home. We can't effectively hear the word. We can't effectively hear what the word of the Lord is saying. When it says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. We can't effectively hear the word without it having a heavy influence. A real influence. A direct influence in our life. What's that scripture? John chapter 10. Uh, and I think it's verse 27. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And what he said, I know them and they follow me. What is Jesus saying? My sheep. When he said my sheep, he's saying, these my people. They know me and I know them. Why? Because they're my sheep. I'm the influence for them. I'm the 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 voice and the influence for them. Come on, if we if we want to take it to uh, the shepherding standpoint, the the sheep are supposed to follow the shepherd, uh, and and effective shepherding uh, allows allows him to be to have the greatest influence on the sheep. Why? Because the shepherd uh, is their protector. The shepherd is the, the one that guides them. And the shepherd is also the rescuer when they get into uh, situations, you know, because if we're to, if we're to keep it in the context of shepherding, sheep are really not sheep are really not smart animals. So sheep need a shepherd. Right. So Jesus is saying, like, my sheep hear my voice, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Why are we following him? Why does he know us? Why do we know each other? Because Jesus is the influence. He's the voice and he's the influence. And as I said before, because because here, here's the bottom line, the Lord hasn't stopped talking. And the word of God is not, uh, is, is the Bible says that the word of God is alive, sharper than any uh, uh, two-edged sword. Uh, that's what Paul wrote about it. So uh, it's not that the word of God's not speaking. It's not that God is not speaking to his people. Um, in fact, if you look outside, if you look at the events in the world, you can see that God is talking. Because what is it? Famines, wars, or rumors of wars diseases, all these different things Jesus talked about in the scripture. All this stuff is coming to pass right in front of us. And yet, because Jesus or, or the word of God is not the influence or the major influence or the, the dominating influence, people still acting like it's a normal day. Oh, it's normal times. Oh man, oh man, you know, oh Ukraine getting Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. Oh man, that's messed up. Uh we went through a whole pandemic. Oh, pandemic, you know. 
Oh, this and that, uh, corruption in the White House and, 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 and laws and things like that. Oh, you know, everybody's just, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Why? Because the word of God that says that these things will come to pass, the word of God, even though the word of God has his voice to, to the world at large, it is not the major influence. And that's a problem. Because the word of the Lord, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So we've got an influence problem. I, I, one of the things that I've, I've, I've been paying attention to uh, on social media, they have this thing called being an influencer uh, where you have a certain person of a certain celebrity status or a certain person that, um, that has a level of influence, uh, companies will allow them to endorse their products, wear their products, post it on their, uh, on their pages, you know, and things like that. And they, uh, and, and because this particular person or this particular influencer has, uh, uh, endorsed or advertised or marketed their products, they're actually using that influence to, uh, you know, to bring in people uh, to influence sales, to inv to influence visibility, to influence uh, uh, marketing. And uh, I guess the, the, the million dollar question is who, what, what, what will be the influence for the gospel? It's just a question uh, because what God is trying to do in the earth, there are a lot of people out there that's just like, nah, nah, it's not, it's, 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 it's not that real. It's not that important. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to discuss that. Like we, we've got to be able not just to hear what God is saying, but to allow what he is saying to have an influence on our life influence um basically without influence the voice has no weight without influence the voice has no it has no prominence it has no uh ability to affect change in our life okay and so uh i'm gonna leave you with this i'm gonna leave you with this i'm done but i'm gonna leave you with this this is why um, you've got to have these components, these four components, okay? These four things. I know I'm talking about components today. These four things are what builds the God influence in your life or build the influence of God in your life. Prayer, number one, fasting, worship, and study. You've got to have all four of them working in your life for the influence of the voice of God to grow in your life. Prayer. What's prayer? Prayer is communication. Uh, fasting is accommodation, worship is adoration, and study is revelation. All right? Did you get it? Prayer, uh, uh, one more time. Prayer is communication. What's that? Conversation. Me and God are talking. Uh, I make it my endeavor every day to make sure that I talk to God, and I sit and listen to what he has to say to me or what he wants to show me. 
communication. Um, you, if, if, if you don't communicate with a person regularly, their level of influence in your life will not be, will not be major. In fact, um, uh, communication actually is the gateway of influence, one of the gateways of influence. Uh, communication uh, with a person over time, it builds. It builds in your life a place for them in your life. Uh, just imagine if you had your new boo or new bae and uh, y'all only talked once a week. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to go well because communication is key to the influence being built in your life. Uh, and that's what prayer is. Prayer is communication, talking with God, uh, letting God talk to you. Uh, that's one of the builders of influence. The second one, fasting is accommodation. Okay, what do we mean by accommodation? Fasting is accommodation. You're making yourself open or available. Now, in 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 the in the normal sense, you're talking about you, you're thinking, well, I make myself available for the, no no no. What I'm saying is your inner man, making your inner man available by fasting. You're actually taking the time out to tell your your inner man and your flesh. You're getting them lined up properly with God because we can. Can't walk in carnality and effectively walk with God. So when I fast, I actually align my align my body or align my life or align my desires with what God wants to do. Uh, so yeah, fasting. I'm pushing away a plate. I, I, I'm 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 telling my flesh, you don't run this. You don't run my life. You don't run uh, this. This my, my my life is run by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm making a accommodations for what he wants to do. I'm not going to be flesh controlled because like Paul said, no, no good thing dwells uh, in my flesh dwells. No good thing. There it is. So fasting is accommodation. Um, and then we have worship. Worship is adoration. What's that? Uh, acknowledging the need and the authority of God. Or the need for God and the reverence for his authority. Worship is so key. And I'm going to tell you why. Because worship gets your heart in the right place. See, <clears throat> worship is, worship and praise are different. See, praise is, you know, praise is uh, outer court. Uh, we thank you, Lord. We love you, whatever the case may be. Uh, but... When we talk about worship, worship requires a level. Worship is a level of intimacy. It's a level of adoration. Like I, I, I really do. I really can't live without you. Like I really can't go through life without you. You know, praise is just. You know, we're shabak and we're clapping our hands. You know, we're giving. Uh, we're we're cheering God on. But worship says, no, seriously, <clears throat> I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna survive in this life without you. Like I worship you. You've. You're the source of my life. Like you're the source of my strength. You're the source of my being. I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for you. I couldn't even operate in life and live without you in my life. Worship is adoration. Thank you for 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 our bloodshed. You 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 are my replacement on the cross. I was supposed to be there. You took my place. Like I I, I couldn't even pay this price. You paid a price for me. I couldn't even pray for myself. Worship. Adoration, acknowledging the need for God, acknowledging the authority of God, and also acknowledging and and, and the reverence 
for God. I worship you. I bow. I humble myself. Yeah. Worship is adoration. And then uh, that last one, and this is the last one, uh, study. Study is revelation. You know, um, <clears throat> if you don't, if you don't study the word of God or if you don't read it, it's, it's, let's put it this way. Uh, we can't say that we're in a relationship with God if we're not studying him. You know what I mean by studying, right? Like, like for instance, and I'll use the example I just used. You get you a new, uh, you get you a new, uh, bae, boo, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, uh, one of the first things that you should be trying to figure out is what are they like? What are their, what, what are their likes? What are their dislikes? What, what are they into? What are their, uh, what makes them comfortable? What makes them uncomfortable? Um, what, what is it that I need to, um, I need to know about them? Do they like clothing? What type of clothing they like? What type of gadgets they like? What type of gifts? Like, like when you going out to buy gifts for them, you need to, you, you've got to be paying attention to them. You've got to wait on them to reveal to you certain stuff that they like. You ever been on the phone with them and they're like, you know, I like such and such. And you're like, oh, okay. You go in your notes or whatever or on your phone or something. You put it in and be like, she likes this, she like that. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But these are the things that you have to do to make sure that your, you and the, uh, the, the, you and your significant other, whatever the case may be, these are the things you do. You study them. You watch them. You learn behaviors. You learn uh, thought processes. You learn mindsets. You learn uh, moods. You learn mood swings. Come on, y'all. Let's just be for real. It's the same. Different. It's the same deal with God. Study His Word. Watch His movements. How does he feel about this? How does he feel about idolatry? How does he feel about um, different things in the Word of God? What would make him happy? What would make him? What would make him uh, disappointed? What can I do to uh, make things right? Study equals revelation. You you read God's Word and He'll reveal it to you, and it builds the relationship and influence in your life. Uh, John chapter one. In the beginning was the Word. Word was with God. The Word was God. If you're going to build your relationship with God, you've got to have some study time thrown in there. You've got to have some time of revelation so that you'll know what it is that it is that God <clears throat> likes, what he wants to do in your life and what his plans are for your life. Yeah. So these component, these things are necessary for to build the influence of God in your life. Um, so you won't just be listening to a voice, but you'll also be allowing God to be an influence. All right. So, yeah, I appreciate you listening today. Just dropping some thoughts. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. If it's a blessing, share it with somebody. Um, and I appreciate your time today. God bless you. I speak the blessings of the Lord on you and for you for now and for your future. And um, you guys take care. I'm signing out. God bless. Mm -hmm.